Hello, and today we're going to be joined by Jared Saxton, author of Tactical Running. Woohoo! All right. So, first off, before we can do any of that, we are going to have to have like an ad. And any other announcements? Do we have any other announcements or anything else that we need to say? I will take that as a no. Okay, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Faith and Freedom Clothing. No, not that. Wrong thing. <laughs> like I said, ad from Faith and Freedom Clothing. Faith. Freedom. Cars. Martial arts. Coffee. You can find t-shirts for all this stuff and more. Where can they find that, Kylie? At faithandfreedom.clothing. Oh, by the way, if you use the coupon code Impact Defense, you will get 10% off of that. Oh, we should better use that then. What was that voice? I don't know. Okay. So, to get away from Kylie's voices here, let's go ahead and say faithandfreedom.clothing. Okay. So, I'll tell you right off the bat, we have been trying to get Jared Saxon on the podcast for months, and it is not his fault. Purely mine. We have been terrible hosts. Yeah, um, so he wrote a book called Tactical Running, and before we bring him on and everything, uh, I just want to say for a moment, when I first started talking to him, we started messaging back and forth, my first thought was like, how in the world are you going to write an entire book on running away? And then he did it very well, and it's a thick book, like it's not it's not just like a pamphlet style. When When Brian said that he had a book on tactical running for me to look at, I was going, okay, pamphlet. And then he hands it to me, and I'm over here going, whoa. Yeah. This is not a one-sitting book. What? (laughs) Yeah. So as soon as we sat down, or as soon as he started messaging me, we started going back and forth. And I thought, well, I don't want to have somebody on the podcast without getting the book and actually looking at it first. So I went ahead and bought the book on Amazon. And as soon as it came in, I was just like, I was like, wait, holy crap. (laughs) I can't believe this thing is this thick. Um, And it was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, There was a lot of stuff that he addressed in that book um, that I was kind of shocked about. So anyway, we are about to bring on Jared Saxton. All right, guys, we are joined by Jared Saxton, author of Tactical Running. How you doing, sir? All right. Uh, for those of for those that don't know about you or haven't heard of your book, we've actually mentioned it on the podcast before. But for those that may not have heard of you yet, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Jared. I'm the founder of Tactical Running. Uh, we're a martial art that focuses on uh, the flight response rather than the the fight response. So uh, what that typically means is. Um, uh, if you've started running away from an attacker and they are pursuing you, um, where do you go? What do you do? You know, what are the certain obstacles you might encounter in a in that kind of self defense situation, and how can you either prevent those or or overcome them? Yeah, I think even uh, when, we, when you and I were messaging back and forth, kind of getting ready for this, um, you know, I, I pointed out the fact that as I was coming up in martial arts, we were always told to you know, run if you can, but you know, no one ever really told us how to do that. Mm, mm. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, 
you know, sort of noticed as well. And I kind of thought, well, what if we had a martial arts for our uh, flight response um, that kind of was very similar? Like, you know, it had a set of techniques that we could learn, a system, a clear direction. Um, because, you know, learning how to fight um, just greatly improves your chance of surviving a fight. And so surely learning how to run and having techniques for, for, for running and, you know, accessing certain advantages and things, which I'm sure we'll get into later, um, it improves your chances of actually uh, getting away from that situation. And so it gives you another mode of self-defense. You know, if you think about it, we've got, you know, our, our fight and flight response, um, because they've got a freeze response as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if, if you're just sort of maxing out one, um, you're sort of not, you're sort of limiting your uh, self-defense abilities. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's very true. You know, because we tell, um, I know we tell students all the time uh, when we're talking about self-defense that if they can run and get out of the situation or if they can leave, honestly, if you get yourself out of that situation, it's a win. It's still a win. Your goal is to avoid it. So if you avoid that by running, then it's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the other the other side of it as well is like um, in terms of the freeze response, which was sort of a similar to escape, except um, well, I guess it, I guess it comes from like you know um, if you go back to say caveman times, um, you're sort of out going for a walk, and a saber toothed tiger jumps on someone, and the next person to move is going to be the one that's eaten next. So right. everyone kind of freezes, you know, they don't know what to do. Um, that there it is, was beneficial uh, and it still can be in some situations if you're suddenly freeze. Um, but it's kind of like the entry point into stealth or hiding and sort of sneaking away as well, yeah. which is something that, that we sort of cover in there as well. Is how, do you, how do you turn a chase uh, into a search? Because when someone's, if you're, if, you're cha- if you're running away from someone, they're chasing you, you could run for 100 meters and only get two meters on them. Um, yeah. If you're sneaking away from them um, and you sneak away for just, you know, if you sneak away for 100 meters, you could get 200 meters of, or on them if they are running in the wrong direction or searching for you in the wrong place. Um, so that's something that we sort of, yeah, try and do as well. But um, yeah, it was really looking at the, the, the flight and the, the freeze responses um, and just trying to do more research and encourage more research uh, into those areas. What's kind of, what's your training background that led up to these conclusions for you? Like what's kind of your history? Okay. So um, my first, first martial art that I did uh, was uh, called Kyadaru Martial Arts. Uh, it was developed by, uh, Lance Strong, and he he kind of took a couple of different uh, martial arts and and put them together into something that was sort of um, sort of like a, a full system. So it had you know um, ground fighting, had stand up, uh, it even had like stick fighting and things. So mm. um, you know it, was, it had a good variety of of different things, um, and so that was very fun. And that took me to through to black belt, and then after that. Um, I kind of uh, ended up moving and just kind of looking at a couple of other uh, different, like I did a little bit of MMA training and things like that, um, just through a couple of different gyms. And it was probably sort of around that time that I started to do research um, into this 
which actually required me to seek um, a lot of expertise outside of martial arts. So um, I started getting into track and field um, and I was advised by a couple like the sort of rugby is quite big in New Zealand. So Mm. um, I had uh, a guy, Chris Strange, who's quite, uh, he's part of high performance sports, New Zealand um, come in and show me a couple of things on uh, maneuverability uh, footwork um, which was all very important. I mean, tactical running, a lot of the tactical running techniques, probably 80% of it is, is good footwork. Um, and then from there, looked into uh, a couple of other things as well. Um, you know, just little bits here and there. It was uh, beach sprints. That's the one, beach sprints. Um, the good thing about that is uh, the, the, the surfing competitions is they're running in the sand and they have to get up off the ground they have to pick up little little batons and pass them to each other. And so that was very useful for uh, learning how to access, um, you might call them uh, improvised weapons in a yeah. chase. Um, you know, how to pick those up, how to get off the ground fast. All of that was, was really, really important. So it was about taking that, then bringing that back into martial arts and trying to make it practical. So... If you think of something like um, rugby or gridiron, uh, there's a good techniques for sidestepping or, you know, like a stiff arm, getting around people, right? Mm. Um, but they're not allowed to punch people in the face. Right? They're not yeah. Yeah. knives out on each other and start going at it. So um, I have to take these sidestepping techniques, these footwork drills back into martial arts and then sort of combine that with, you know, your different kind of shelling techniques and fending while making sure you're guarded. So I had to sort of integrate that and go back and forward between a couple of different experts just to make sure that everything was uh, uh, going to work okay. Um, especially important because it's in the area of self-defense and martial arts. It's quite a, yeah. you know, you want to make sure that what you're doing is is really working. And uh, I think that's also another issue was, um you know, when someone comes and says they have a new martial art, the first thing a lot of martial artists uh, can do is sort of roll their eyes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually it's in the area of fighting. I mean, it's very hard to um, come up with some kind of um, new paradigm in fighting, you know, in, in, in martial arts. Like a lot of it's sort of, uh, and I'm sure there will still be more improvements there, um, but, you know, a lot of it's just being trialed and tested um, at this stage. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my, my background. How long have you been teaching tactical running? So uh, I started teaching it about uh, 2019. I actually started with, mm. uh, uh, I started doing it myself a bit. And then um, with uh, actually my partner, started te- partner at the time, I started teaching her a couple of things. Um, and she found that quite useful. And it started off as kind of more of a, uh, I guess, more of a casual thing, helping friends and, and that sort of thing. And uh, quite recently, I think, was it uh, right before the pandemic, actually? Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of, um, couple of guys reach out saying they wanted to um, either become an instructor or integrate into their martial art. And I thought that was really good because um, I don't think tactical running, I mean, it can be good as a standalone martial art it can be okay but i think it's better if people know how to to fight and run yeah uh, but i didn't want to cover fighting just because it's 
it's already covered and it's covered very well. Yeah. So I thought my time would be better spent um, focusing on running away and, and sort of helping martial artists to, to bring that uh, into their systems. I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at it, honestly, because everybody wants to reinvent the wheel and completely always do something. And usually it's amalgamation of several things and they just call it their own thing. Uh, but to have that approach to kind of look at, say like a lot of that other stuff is covered in a lot of other martial arts. Let's look at something kind of, that's not touched on. That's, that's great. Where do you see, like, if, if you have, I guess your, your, your dream or whatever in five years, like where does, where is tactical running in five years? Mm-hmm. Tactical running in five years. I would like to see it. Um, uh, I would just like to have more awareness of it, uh, within yeah. five years. Um, I would like to see more people teaching it. Um, you know, there's no way that I can um, <clears throat> get everyone to sort of uh, teach everyone tactical running. So if I can, if I can um, teach the teachers, then that's going to have the, the biggest impact. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I would like to see it in a lot more, uh, in a lot more self-defense systems, um, things like that, especially because a lot of the advice that we can get on running away, um, which is, is quite little, but, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, things that are quite uh, maybe dangerous that are suggested. When you look at things like uh, action movies and chase scenes, they're always saying uh, to, you know, implying uh, that you should be, um, you know, trying to go out of your way to make the situation more dangerous to sort of stop your attacker <laughs> from pursuing you. Jump yeah. across a building, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, go through some construction site. Um, so so you, don't, you don't teach jumping from building to building? No, no. Oh, no. no, no, no Entering a sawmill when the person with the chainsaw is chasing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a lot more. I think tactical running is a lot more. Uh, I, I say it's a lot more boring and effective than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think. I think self defense needs to be taught a little more boring and effective uh, than like high risk. You know, it's yeah. like you know we get people who come in here or ask questions. I was like, no, 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 that only works in the movies, and that only works if you're John Wick. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you good there? it's it's just like the kids who are like well isn't that just kind of being a pushover it's like no if at proper self-defense your goal is for it to have been a boring situation if it was boring <laughs> it means you got out safe yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that, that's what is, is um and kind of say like you know the the goal of tactical running is to just get to safety as quickly as yeah. efficiently as possible um you know and and whether you might need to fight in order to in order to achieve that like you might actually need to fight but um you know if if you can at least try to run away before then then that's awesome and if you've got skills to do that and you can reduce the chance of needing to fight then you know that that's good yeah it makes me think of ian abernathy's slap and run <laughs> yeah yeah are you aware of ian abernathy no no Oh, okay. Uh, so he's, so, so technically speaking, um, we are a karate style, although people that come in here, look at that, it doesn't look anything like karate. Uh, mm-hmm. it's because I'm also like a combatives instructor and, uh, I got black belts and some kickboxing, some other things as well. So a lot of what we teach in class, uh, and we had him on the podcast at one point, uh, he's a big karate guy that's mm-hmm. in reality based self-defense and, um, and one of the things that he said, and it wasn't his quote, it was somebody else's, but uh, he says, just, I don't remember who it was though. So I'm just going to have to say it came from me and Abernathy. Um, 
it was, you know, do what works and call it karate. And that's kind of what we've done. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, we've had him on the podcast before kind of talking about, you know, that. Um, but anyway, um, now do you have, other than the book, do you have any other resources out there or resources that are in the, in the works? Yeah. A resource in the work uh, is um, firstly, um, we're building a YouTube channel. I'm actually awesome. Um, there's a, a guy home training to help, help me teach instructors. Um, and me and him are going to get together soon. So he's in uh, Las Vegas at the moment. Looking does the to channel already exist or is the, there? The YouTube, it... Yeah. The YouTube channel uh, already exists um, at the moment. We yeah, just we can... have um, theoretical things as in me and him having a couple of discussions. Um, we often go out for runs and then we break down our runs. So what, I, what, what advantages did we identify as we're running and, um, you know, if we were attacked, what are some of the things we would have we would have done? Uh, and that's that's always a good mental exercise. Um, cool. I have an audio training guide as well. So um, you basically just it's just a track, and it just instructs you to go out for a run. You improvise mm-hmm. your route, so you know don't stick to a track. You just run around a couple of corners in your your neighborhood, and uh, it guides you. So awareness. So um, first exercise is basically creating space. So as you're going for a run, you're going to be running quite fast. If you are running, you just go for a jog with this exercise. The idea is to look at things that um, you might run into, um, look at things, objects and items you can't see around and create space as you're running past them. So that if anything comes out of that way, you, you have enough time to react. Um, and so that's like the first, you've got two minutes to do that. And then you go on to, it has a two minute timer. So Next thing is, let's see if you can get around two corners uh, within two minutes. Uh, exercise after that is um, you've got two minutes to identify as many uh, fighting items as possible. So have a look. Do you see any bricks or sticks? Or as you're running, you know, what can you see that you might have been able to use? Then it goes on to um, uh, basically areas that you could fight from. So, you know, if someone is catching up to you, um, but they haven't quite caught you yet and you need like if, if you're running away from someone, right, you sort of control, uh, you have a bit more control of where the fight happens. Um, and if they are, if they're chasing you, you can take that fight to an advantage. So um, it might be some stairs, it might be some kind of um, barrier. Um, so it's about looking for those things. Gotcha. And so it just guides you through all of those. Yeah. So that's, that's one resource we've got right now. Oh, that's awesome. So is there, so there is a plan than to do some type of online course or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we're looking to put together, uh, looking to put together a course. Um, just uh, it will sort of cover what the book covers, except mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot more opportunity to demonstrate the techniques. Right. Um, you know, first probably. Um, well, the way I like to do it would be like a live demonstration, then breaking down what happened. Um, then maybe answering a couple of questions and then just maybe showing a couple of guys running through the same technique, just so you can see a couple of different people and body types doing that same technique um, yeah. and just have that for all of the techniques and tactical running um, as well as, I mean, we've got drones now. So one thing I'd love to do is just go for a run down the street and have a drone just follow me and I can just stop at certain places and show what I would do and why. 
Um, so I'd love to put all that sort of stuff in there as well. I think it'd be quite cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know as I was reading the book, yeah, it is unique. As I was reading the book, I thought this is just begging for some type of online course, honestly. Uh, so I, I think a resource like that would be wonderful. A training program and running plan. Yeah. So I mean, get fit and be safer. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So is there any question that we did not ask you that you wish we would have? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, maybe one thing could be uh, like some quick tips, like uh, in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of, uh, you know, using running to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, one thing that I always say to people is um, one place in which we're likely to get attacked is, is a place where we're going from A to B, right? So like from home to the mall or from a taxi to a club or something like this, right? Um, wherever it is. And so we're going from A to B. Um, and so route A is just running back the exact way you came. Mm. Um, so there's three, there's like the, the one way to just end a chase really quick is to just get to either a, a safe building, uh, capable people or a means of transport. Um, and if you can get to any one of those three things, um, you might not solve the the problem completely but you might solve the sort of immediate problem of the situation like if you can get to um you know a security guard or or something like that it's going to be very helpful um so if you can do one of those things it's great um but searching for those when an attack happens um you might freeze up right because you can't the first thing you, you can't do in a chase is just go where's the advantage and run to that advantage you need to um, have some sort of instant response. And so the best response um, just generically is just to run back the exact way you came Um, for a couple of reasons, right? So like, firstly, when you run back the same way you came, um, you know, it's likely to lead to one of those things, likely to lead to either a safe building, some capable people uh, or a means of transport. And uh, you have the most up-to-date information on that area you know, you like, even if you're in your own city, um, maybe there's like some sort of road work or blocked road or who knows you just, but you know, that the the way you just walked is safe. You might've noticed some sort of improvised weapon or something that you could use to help yourself on that route as you're going back. Um, and you're not going to get lost or get caught up in any dead ends, um, because you've came that way and you'll, you'll end at your, your destination. So, um, that's probably um, the first go-to. If you can't do that, then it's route B, right? Which is just try and get to the destination you were originally trying to get to um, before you're attacked. Um, and it's just good to sort of have that in mind so you can sort of react to that. The last thing I'd say is it's actually not about running away. It's actually about running towards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about running away, you think like it's just about creating as much distance between you and your attacker as possible and just getting anywhere, but you could run into an isolated area where no one's available to to sort of help you. You could get stuck halfway over a fence and some complicated area. Um, And so it's actually much more important where you run to that, that distinction has to be made from running away from an attacker to running towards an advantage. And so when I'm training, I'm training myself to run towards these advantages as fast as possible. And in doing so, I'm actually, I'm still running away from the attacker, 
that my focus isn't on the attacker it's on the thing that i'm trying to get to that was actually a question i was planning to ask is do you think that that has a good effect on someone's mindset when they're in that situation is to have a goal have a destination that they want to get to having something other than just just running having an actual destination how does Mm. that affect the mental state of the person in the situation Mm, definitely i mean having that thing to focus on is huge and uh you know um running away it kind of has this this sort of thing of uh maybe seeming like a victim or like fearful or aimless when you're running towards something it's more focused on you know i'm smart i'm intelligent i'm getting to this thing and if that person catches up to me they're going to be facing like some serious threat i'm going to make their situation really difficult for them because they have to follow me yeah and when they catch up to me that they're going to have a serious problem like you know you might find a brick you might um you know if if they are catching up to you um you might have to uh, find a, a good place to fight from that could be at the top of the stairs wherever it is right um but yeah, you're you're basically if, if they're catching up to you, you're thinking about how can you quickly improvise some kind of ambush. Mm. So just for fun here, uh, mm-hmm. what is one myth about self defense that you would like to debunk? Oh, a myth about self defense. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I think that I mean we did cover the whole thing about running away. I think yeah. maybe the idea of of um, um, I think one that I'd like just on a sort of like a, uh, a high, higher level uh, that um, that that violence is the only way. I think right. vi- you know. I think um, it's it's kind of what I the actually the purpose of my book was like um, the level um, the the point at which we resort to violence represents the level at which we um uh you know are capable of sort of solving the problem so the better we can get at solving problems the less we're going to need to resort to violence mm. um yeah so it's like that sort of uh, uh story of this um samurai Sukahara bokuden who um basically had like what he called a no sword martial art and an, another samurai was sort of uh challenging him about that on a boat and uh you know ask if it's so good well let's have a fight without a sword and you're knowing that you'll probably beat him if he doesn't use his sword and Sukahara said yeah okay we'll we're currently on a boat though so we'll just um you know stop by this nearby island um just to avoid harming anyone and you can test my no sword art and so they they rode off to the uh to that island and as the samurai jumped off you know, eager to to challenge Sukahara, he just pushed the boat back out and left the samurai stranded on the island and just said, this is my no sword art. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, Sukahara didn't have to fight at all. Um, and it was kind of that whole thing of just using wits or, you know, using using smarts to yeah. um, overcome problems. So I think um, the better we can get at that, um, well, it's just, it's better for, it's better for everyone, right? Yes, truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of self-defense instructors make the mistake of 
you know, saying that violence should be your last resort, but then not actually teaching you any other options, which is where I think your martial art really fills in a huge gap in the self-defense world. Yeah. Like this is fantastic because yeah, I, no, I know. because you're completely correct. Once you have to resort to violence, that means that you've exhausted any other option. Mm-hmm. If you give yourself more options before violence, it takes you longer to have to get to that point. Yeah. It's yeah. like in, in my adult life, I have, I have had the opportunities to uh, be in a physical confrontation, mm-hmm. but I have been able to avoid that through other training that I've had in de-escalation. And I think so many times, another thing that a lot of outside of just running away, another thing that a lot of uh, self-defense instructors uh, do not teach is de-escalation skills. Uh, Thankfully, I have had that type of training. And in those moments, you know, I've just been able to kick right in and kind of de-escalate the situation so I could or me and someone else could get out of there. Um, And so I, I think soft skills like that and and then the idea of the flight skills like what you're teaching uh that is something that is a big hole in the martial arts and in the um in the self-defense industry yeah so uh thank you very much for like writing that book and and all of this this is great oh thank you yeah yeah um you just think about how also like how uh proud you feel when you're able to de-escalate a situation without violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you feel mature and capable and wise. Yeah. Um, and I think that can be celebrated as well, right? Rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, you know, I beat up this person the other day. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're, oh, my oh. You're bringing up so many pet peeves of mine. <laughs> 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 um, well we want to be respectful of your time we thank you very much for uh coming onto the podcast if you don't mind could you please uh tell our listeners like where they can find you online sure sure um so uh it's just on youtube if you um search tactical running um that's probably the best place or actually just tacticalrunning.com uh that's take that takes you to uh everything so uh awesome. ta- tactical uh, dash running.com. Okay. All right. And we'll be sure to link that in the description in the show notes. And then also on YouTube and everywhere else we post about this. So, um, thank you very much. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So that was our interview with Jared Saxton. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, I read the book beforehand. Uh, I really liked it, but I did not expect to enjoy the interview as much as we did. <laughs> yes, it was great. Um, it's just, it's so rare that we hear something that we don't already have a ton of set opinions on. Yeah, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. because it really isn't a niche that we've gotten into, but it's a niche. Nobody really gets into with self-defense. That's why it works. So that's why he was able to write a full book on it. Yeah. He saw a huge gap and he filled it. He did. Yep. Um, And I think that's, that's great. Unfortunately in our industry, it's not, it's not usually a situation like that. Now there are some situations like that. There are some where like, Oh yeah, there is this gap and we are going to fill it. Um, I know 
somebody else that I've talked with, um, Tony Blower has got this whole thing about fear and just and mental and stuff. And I think that that's that's actually something else that's not really dealt with. But this is on a completely different level. One of these things that basically everybody says to do, but nobody either knows how to do or teaches you how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or everyone just expects to automatically be prepared to do. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they think they already know how. And then this pro- this book just really proves you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think you know, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, we had a really good podcast. We got to hear a little bit about his history, what kind of led him to uh, starting the tactical running martial art, and then kind of how the last few years have gone for him running it and also where he kind of wants to see it in a few years. And then... We'll probably end up have or and some of the tr- upcoming training things that he's working on. Yeah, um, those are exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing those, and you can see those in the link in the description if you're on the video portion. So if you're on YouTube, you can find those in the link. Well, it'll be in the show notes as well. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, we'll have we have links to his stuff and everything in the show notes of this podcast. Yes, absolutely. And we look forward to having him on the podcast again because there are so many corners of this um, that we have not visited yet. That's another thing I didn't expect. I didn't expect to go like, oh, there's so much more we need to talk about. Let's do this again. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And if you're listening to this and you either train in martial arts or you train people in martial arts. Or just um, train self-defense in general. We're looking... Be on the lookout for another episode with Jared Saxton because we're going to go into, um, hopefully, how to incorporate tactical running in everyday martial arts classes. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yep. Me too. All right. Um, so really quick, we need to, you know, run another ad, pay the bills. So... Uh, Uh, Let's hear from another one of our sponsors. Kylie, I love your necklace. Oh, thank you. It's Invisiware. Your necklace corrects your teeth. No, it's actually a safety device. It has a button on the back that if you double-click it, it'll send your location up to five contacts, and it'll notify 911. All that, and it corrects your teeth? No, that's Invisalign. So, yeah, if you go over to Invisiware.com and use the coupon code IMPACTDEFENSE, it gets you 10% off of anything that you purchase. Oh, great. Are they all necklaces? No, they have bracelets and scrunchies as well. And once I go to Invisiware.com, how much does the coupon code get me off again? It gets you 10% off of anything that you purchase. And that's Impact Defense, right? Impact Defense is the coupon code, yes. Great. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcasts, rate us, and please, please, please write us a review. That way we can start reading your reviews on the podcast. She loves to beg for reviews. Do it. You know you want to. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) This is the podcast you will write a review for. (laughs) Can we tell Jada's been watching Star Wars? She's trying the Force Mind trick. I don't think the, the Force Mind trick, or the, the Jedi Mind trick, that is. I don't think the Jedi Mind trick works over podcast. It works over podcast. It works over podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, how are you coming along with Obi-Wan Kenobi's? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Obi-Wan, and I think there's only one episode I haven't seen yet, and it was the one that came out yesterday. 
Gotcha. Uh, that is our phone ringing in the background. So we are going to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.